Philly Sports Now, a Philly fan podcast. My name is Zach. I am here with Andrew. It's been so long. I didn't know how to keep saying that sentence, but here we are. We're going to keep it, keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Uh, we just finished watching the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Dallas Cowboys uh, on Sunday afternoon football, I guess. I, I, I was going to. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's correct. Sunday afternoon football at 430. Um Man, what a game. Uh, we won. So vibes are definitely better than not. Uh, I am very exhausted. I was screaming that last, uh, I mean, minute of game time. I, I don't know how long it actually happened. But uh, I was, I, I, Nick joked that he lost his voice from that last minute. And I, I, I think I did. I, I feel like had that play gone on like one more time, my, my throat would have just ripped in half. I was screaming so loudly there are definitely some bad things about this game i want to talk about uh the good is we won and you know they always fight for the w uh you know the best best record in the league right now man i i mean it's hard to it's hard to talk down on that uh, it's just there are some things that the play calling just felt atrocious man i am so out on our offensive coordinator I am not out on the defensive coordinator. I'm more like that. It was frustrating. I mean, Dallas isn't a bad team, right? And we've talked about this. So the defense holding them to 23 so we can get the win at 28. I mean, they did the job, right? That is that is kind of the deal. The worst part about the defense was the penalties. And that has nothing to do with the defensive coordinator. I I truly, my biggest gripes are with Brian Johnson. Or I, I assume it's him because it's the play calling. The when we when we had when when the defense held Dallas to the fourth down turnover, not turnover, excuse me, but when they went four and out and, and they didn't because they went for it and they didn't get the touchdown. And so we did the QB sneak for the first play. Makes total sense. It's an instant two yards or whatever. Get us out of get us away from the end zone. I get that. But then. If I remember correctly, the second play was a run, and then the third play was a pass, and it was just, it was horrible. It was like, why don't you just run those plays, see what you can get, and then if you can't get it, then you punt it. And then to counterpoint it, our last offensive drive of the game, they they ran it all three plays, and that was stupid. Because you had the space to do something. You needed one first down to to put the nail in the coffin that was this game. Like, there was, there were, it just, it just, it wasn't smart. It wasn't uh, smart offensive calls. And uh, I was, I was pretty disappointed by that. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say the offense was bad. You know, A, again, we won. We got the W. Uh, Jalen Hurts had the better uh, quarterback rating at the end of the game. I think, I think he was uh, 130 and, and Dak was 115 or something like that. But, but Jalen Hurts was the better quarterback. He won today's game for sure. And, you know, that dude is also, uh, I said it earlier, <laughs> he is a god among men. You know, he, he, he went down that uh, before the first half, uh, before halftime. He went down and he starts shaking. And I was like, oh man, he, he's 
going to sit out. I hope he's okay. He doesn't even miss a play. Doesn't even miss a play. I, are you kidding me? I, I take me out and I'm not coming back till next year. I don't even know what happened to him, but like the, the physical endurance that man has amazing. I made the joke to Andrew earlier. He should get in an ice bath and just stay there for the next two weeks. He needs to just fully heal up. I mean, he's not going to fully heal up, but just just let it just let your body heal. Don't work out. Don't run. Just rest. Just do some old school rest. Uh, but he looked great. He, he did a great job. This this is a it was a tough win, but it was a win well earned into the buy at eight and one. I mean, it, it's at the end of the day, really exciting. I just think there is definitely some things to be said about the uh, offensive play calls. Um, I'm going to hand it over to Andrew. Get his uh, initial thoughts. We'll dive more into some details. Uh, we will have some other Phillies and Sixers talk coming up afterwards. Uh, Andrew, how about them Eagles? Yeah, no, it was a it was a a, a game full of emotions. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. I mean, it was it was one crazy game. I think you said a lot of good stuff. I have some counters to what you were saying too. Um, and I think, with with that being said, like I mean, in the end, it's like you said, you got the win, you did what you had to do. You're eight and one in the, going into the bye week. Um, that's what we talked about uh, on all the other shows. Each at, after each game um, is just keep finding ways to win because we know what's coming. Um, we knew that this was gonna be a really tough game, and then we know what's ahead of us after the bye. So you, we we talked about many times how important it was to make sure you had. Um, from zero to two, two losses going into that bye week, just because of what's next, and you get out of it with one loss. Um, obviously, has every game been feet up on, on the table, enjoying the game? Absolutely not. But you know what? It's it's been wins, and uh, th- this team continues to just find ways uh, and get things done. There's been ups and downs in almost every game, uh, and and that you're gonna get that. And I think that's what today was is. Um, you had a game of two teams who are very good teams, well-talented, and this is what you're going to get out of it. You're going to get two teams that are battling back and forth. It's not going to be comfortable. I mean, I will say when the Eagles were up 28-17, come up with the big stop, did I, did I like breathe a little bit more and was like, okay, I mean, yeah, you still have to close it out, but I think it's okay to relax a little bit. Yeah, I thought, I mean, as a fan, yeah, I thought I could relax. And then in the blink of an eye, it was the opposite. Um, but – I'm not out on the coordinators. Uh, I've always been a believer of, listen, it's there. It's not like you're bringing in veterans. You're bringing in two guys that haven't been there before. So I, I am a believer of giving them two years uh, at least. Because, I, I mean, we talk about rookies trying to find their spots on teams and everything. They're essentially rookies. They, I mean, this is the first time Brian Johnson's calling plays. This is the first time he's coming in here. I will say, on the ter- in terms of defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, I'm a huge fan of his. I-, I actually think he calls a good game and makes adjustments. Uh, you-, you look at the first half, the Cowboys, or he comes in with a good game plan. I think we talked about this before. He comes in with a great game plan to get a three and out. Cowboys kind of pick the defense apart for a while. He comes out after halftime, and he, he shuts them down, essentially. He gives up those six points. And I will not blame him for anything that happened on that last drive. I mean, he, he can't. Um, control roughing the passer on, on Reddick. He can't control uh, what seemed like James Bradbury's 100th pass interference in today's game. He can't control that. Um, and I forget what the third penalty was that put them closer before the Cowboys got that full start. I think it would have been offsides. 
um, an encroachment. I think it was oh encroachment. my god, that but, was the worst yeah. offsides of all time. And again, again, that stuff I can't put on the coach. I mean, there's no, some penalties, like a delay game, a coach doesn't get the play call. Yeah, that could be put on the coach a little bit. But those are stuff, especially from guys that have been here for a while, not rookies, making those bad mistakes. So I actually really like this side as a defensive coordinator. I think he continues to grow. And, I mean, let's face it, that secondary is banged up. They, and that final drive after the – I forget which play it was, but the Eagles were missing their top three corners on the field because Bradbury got hurt on that pass interference. Slay had to come off for a play, and uh, you already lost. You already are missing uh, Avante Maddox, who's out for the season. So the Eagles were thin on that final drive after that initial play, which made it even more scary. And for anyone that doesn't know, um, I always listen to Merrill Reese. Um, I, I just like it much better than than what Fox usually gives us. And uh, that's what they were saying is they kept saying that when they were coming down. And then finally, after actually the Cowboys' uh, full start helped us out a lot because that allowed us to sub. Because on your own penalty, I think you have to stick with what's out there. So the Cowboys' penalty not only pushed them back farther, but it allowed us to get Slay back in there. Um, but my big thing here, and going, this is going to your play calling stuff. I think it's funny, and I, I get into this too myself. But I was actually thinking about this after the game because obviously emotions were like, why aren't you running the ball? Why are you passing it? And today we're sitting here like on that third down after you, two runs didn't work. Why aren't we trying to pass for the first down? But what were we complaining about after the Jets game when we lost was why do we pass the ball and not run the clock out? So and I, I've said the same thing in our group chat. I'm saying the same thing. Like, why did you try? And then I'm thinking about after the game, I'm like, well, it's funny. Three weeks ago, we're complaining about not running the ball, and here they are running the ball. And now we're complaining about the opposite. But the difference with that is, and and I don't, and you'll probably remember. I don't. I don't remember the timeout situation there in the Jets game. But but Dallas had all three timeouts, so we knew we had to get a first down in order to keep them from getting the ball. And you can't like like look, Swift, you. you Anyone, Swift or Gainwell, like they'll probably get two yards, you know, a, two yards minimum, let's say. Right. So you get six yards guarantee in three uh, in three plays. Right. Something along those lines. So it makes sense to. OK, we'll probably run it, get closer and then try. And then you try and do a screen pass. You do a slant. You do something quick and snappy that hurts is great at. Yeah, so my counter to that, because I didn't fully mind the run, um, was you made the Cowboys use their last timeout, and they had to burn the last timeout. We punt, so now they got to go 86 yards without a timeout. And if you think about it, imagine if they do have that timeout. When Prescott gets sacked, they could have used that last timeout. They're not rushing to the ball. And forcing that final final player to whenever it was on a deep incomplete pass. So I get it. We're sitting here. I mean, we want that then to seal the game. Obviously, AJ Brown's unguardable. Um, so like, yeah, you kind of try to get him the ball. But I, I think I think that's why they did it. Is they already got burned by it once this year. So that time, cause I think that's what it was. I think they went for the pass, and they let the Jets not call the last timeout. And we were talking about why. Why aren't you making them burn their last time out? Because they have a backup quarterback in Zach Wilson that's going to have to drive the field. 
Well, I think that's what they said here today. I think they were like, you know what? Dak Prescott, go beat us. I mean, that's essentially what they said. And, uh, again, I, they can't predict the players not executing in terms of – I mean, we essentially – I mean, if you think about it, we gave them the, the pass interference, which put them from the 14 to I think it was about the 50, Oh, if I dude, remember correctly. Then you added 15 more on the roughing the passer, and then you had the five on the encroachment. So that's, that's about 60 yards and just penalties on that drive. Well, that's what, dude. So they had 83 yards and penalties. Uh, I think that's if I'm reading that right. Um, they had 83 yards and penalties, and and I want to say at least 40 of them were on that last drive. Like it, it was truly like they didn't actually earn the end zone. It was we gave them the end zone, and that's what I like. So, so first, first, I want to go back and I want to say I think it's funny, and I get your point that it it's ironic. Like you know, we're saying one thing one week, we're saying the next thing the next week after they do the other thing. I totally get it, and you're right. It is funny. I I I think, and I'm not. I I also agree with you. An offensive coordinator is a tough spot to like. You can't. You're not going to just click. It's uh, it's it's everyone has to get into their zone. It's it's what makes it so hard after going to a Super Bowl and coming back with new coordinators because you want to go right back to the Super Bowl. But those are pretty important positions that these players have to get accustomed to, and to see us be as successful as we are at eight and one with new offensive and defensive coordinators, that really says a lot about the team and, and like in all the best ways possible. I, I'm not out on Brian Johnson, but I, I am just, I, I, he, it feels like he's not making like, 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 uh, what, what am I trying to get at? Uh, he, he's not making like common sense decisions. This is what it feels like. That's my issue. Like, like football comments, like bare basics. What, 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 what is, what is the, the term I'm trying to look? What fundamentals fundamentals. Thank you. Uh, it, it, it just feels like, you know, and from a viewer's point of view from us as pod, like, like overanalyzing everything on the podcast, like it, it is truly like, it just feels like he's overthinking a lot of things is what I think is happening. Um, I'm not out on him. I just, he needs to catch up is my biggest point. Again, we're eight and one. He's clearly doing something right. I'm definitely not out on the defensive coordinator who I keep forgetting his name every time. Um, Sean Desai. I hope I'm saying his last name right, but Sean Desai. Um, but no, yeah, dude, our defense is top of the line. Like I, 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 I truly would. Da- I, I said it earlier. Dallas is a good team. It's very likely they're gonna be in the playoffs of the wild card spot if if we take the division, right? It, it they are a good team. They're five and two, or sorry, they're they're five and three. You know, I I was sitting here. I expected us to be six and two going into the bye. Right, five and three isn't that far from that. You know, they're 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 a good team. We, I I I think the defense had a strong point in this. I'm sorry, I'm having. I'm just trying to get to the point of. I 100% agree with you. The the penalties on that last drive are what almost cost us the game. And that's definitely not on the coordinators. Like, like that is on the players. That was some really, really bad playing from them. And that's, that's not on, on the coordinator. And, and my one thing, final, one of my final things here on the coordinators, and I've mentioned that he, or he, what your thoughts on this is, because I've been with you and 
uh, on Brian Johnson in terms of the I haven't liked what he's done mo- most of the season. But until that fourth quarter, I actually thought he had a pretty good game. Like, and I don't remember us many times. Maybe I, I'm blank on a couple, but I don't think any of us really complained about any of the play calls until the fourth quarter. And I, I don't agree. know if it was kind of that clutch situation. He was kind of feeling the pressure of we need to put this game away, and he kind of panicked a little bit. Which again, to me, it's just maybe that first time moment he's got to adjust. And yeah, he's got to learn too. But I actually thought like coming into the game, like you come out and had a really good drive. Then you got stalled a little bit. We kind of adjusted. Got that another touchdown to make it 14-14. He came out of the half, running the ball pretty well, and, and jumped out there. And then I thought, yeah, the fourth quarter, I thought he kind of just panicked, and which was weird because, again, I thought he had a, a pretty solid game until that fourth quarter, and he, he got out, I don't want to say outcoached because, I mean, again, he still had four touchdowns. I mean, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I, I'd be interested I, to your thoughts on that. I actually would uh, – I would fully agree with you. I think – he did have a good first three quarters. And, and I mean, I'm looking at the, the, the stuff right now, right? Like, it's hard to say he didn't have a good first three quarters. Touchdown in the first quarter. Touchdown in the second quarter. Two touchdowns in the third quarter. Like, that's – you can't say that's bad. But then we didn't get any points at all in the fourth quarter. And that shows you something happened. And I think you hit it, dude. I think it's he's – he's – well, I think it's a combination of what we said, right? I think it's what I said and you're saying is that – so he's panicking in these stressful situations. And then I think he's overthinking because he's panicking and he's trying to outsmart instead of just do the basics. Like that's the, that's the issue. And, and the problem is, is that that could cost you the game, right? Like it, this would be a totally different conversation if they got more points in the fourth quarter, we would have had such a more comfortable win. And, and like, and, and it, I, again, I said that I, I stand with how the defense played for the most part, except for that last drive. Right. So when you're talking about the offense in this game, that's kind of what we're most upset about right now. And I, Andrew, I didn't even think about it till you said it. It was all that fourth quarter. You know, and I think, again, that's a good learning, especially in a game you win. It's a little easier to breathe and talk about it. But in a game you go out there and win, it's a game he can definitely go out and learn from. It's a game that the team can go out and, and learn learn from different situations. I'm trying to pull it up now and see. Yeah, in the fourth quarter. Oh, that's weird. Oh yeah, in the fir- in the fourth quarter uh, for the Eagles, it was punt three plays seven yards, took a minute forty. Punt three plays two yards, thirty one seconds, and uh, punt three plays five yards. So in total, because our our last touchdown was in the third quarter, right? Yes, we didn't yeah, score at all. So yeah, yeah, your fourth quarter was a total of. You got the you had three possessions, all three three and outs, and you totaled uh what was that seven plus two is nine plus five is fourteen. So you totaled fourteen yards in nine plays and had the ball for a total of give or take three and a half minutes. And I would even like which and you know that's I was thinking that during the quarter too. I remember being like, We are not holding on to the ball enough. We are not 
controlling the clock at all. And when you're winning the game, that should be your game plan. Like there's an old, I, I old, I, I don't know what season it's from. There's a Simpsons uh, scene that makes me laugh so hard. Uh, they're at a basketball game and uh, Monty Burns, who, who is the rich jackass in the Simpsons, uh, he, he buys a basketball team, right? And the first shot of the game is his team scoring. So two points. And he goes, that's it, boys. Now run out the clock, right? And, it's, and the game just started. It's basketball, right? Uh, and I, I just, it's like, <laughs> run out the clock. But, but like, when you're actually at the end of the game in the fourth quarter, that's actually the strategy you should be going with. You should be playing for possession, not even not even playing to score. You should be playing to hold on to the ball. And that's that that's the issue. That is the scary. I, I'm even willing to take away the drive that took place within our 10 yards, our 10 yard line. You know, like like I would even like wipe that off of Brian Johnson's like he, we I didn't expect that to go anywhere except punt. Like I expected that punt like 100 percent. For sure. But I was, you know, hopeful for something more out of that. But I expected that punt, you know, shitty situation. But, you know, it was a good thing. It was the other two drives that you mentioned. That's where I have issue with what happened. And and truly, like, it's 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 actually pretty eye opening to realize, oh, it's he panicked in a stressful situation. And and that's something we got to really hope that he kind of adjust better to especially like over the next two weeks during the bye like you know we we can keep talking about this game but we all know the schedule coming up kansas city buffalo san francisco dallas again and seattle which not terrible team um especially in seattle this is this is the tough slate here like i'll be happy to go 500 in these games like coming up and i i you can't you can't panic in those games, dude. That's the issue. It's it's okay. We can, we got away with the win today against Dallas, who is a good team. But you're not gonna you're not gonna scrape a win like that against Kansas City or Buffalo. And and I think and it thinks talking about all this, you know, I have to win. But like, I think th- that's my one issue with Johnson, or not my one. Sorry, my main issue with Johnson is a better <laughs> way to phrase it. Um, well, and I just say that because. If you look at all of our games this year, right? What have right. we constantly been saying each game? And it's the same thing as this. You get that lead and you haven't been able to get the knockout punch. Like you go like go back to the Patriots game. I mean, we were sitting there, we come out, I think it was what, 16 nothing I think it was cuz you got that I think it was a safety somewhere. Anyway, but then the Patriots come back, we don't put that game away. They have a chance to win it. The guy misses or it's an incomplete pass with him getting a foot out of bounds, right? You go back to that Vikings game. You had a two-possession lead. What did the Vikings do? They get it down to one possession, had a chance to win the game at the end. They failed to do it. The Buccaneers is the outlier. But Washington, it's a three-point game. You win in overtime. The Rams, the same thing. They get it down. The Jets, you had a chance to put the game away. You lost that game. The Dolphins, you had you had the lead. Darius Slay got the interception. And you had the knockout. The, what happened to Washington last week? You were up by two touchdowns. They get the touchdown. and they had a chance to tie at the end. And the defense had to stop. And it's the same thing this week. You had a chance four times with the knockout punch in the fourth quarter, and you punted all four times. We've really had the most stressful wins this year. Like, we have eight wins, but they've and, been the most and, stressful wins. Yeah. 
and that's and that's what stinks about it because we sit here and end up and we talk about how close these games are. You found a way to scrape out a win. When in reality, you could be saying we were up by two possessions in almost every fourth quarter and should be able to breathe easy. Yeah. Because <laughs> we do have the best roster in football, like on paper. And it shows it for three and a half quarters, it seems like. And then they they just let it go for whatever reason. And and, that's yeah, and, that's, and that's, I haven't even thought about that. Because <laughs> and that's why if you look at some of our offensive numbers, we're top tier in a lot of numbers. Like if you just play the numbers games because of those first three quarters. Yeah. Like, and it's not, and it's it's been it's been a wild ride. That, that's for sure. Um, and uh, and again, it's it's not to take anything away because yeah, you go in, you win, and you go into the bye eight, eight and one and. But here's the biggest thing today, and I think I was talking to um, Dad about it before, or Dad about it before the game was, this is a knockout blow to the Cowboys though, because you get the first one, you're now f- up three games in the win column, um, so you're essentially like that was huge in the sense of that puts you in like the driver's seat. Like obviously you're already in there because you're in first place, but this is the driver's seat game where you take it. You're in great position to close out this division. Um, with that win, you're not Especially, tied down the loss column. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, so like that, no, this, this sorry, was, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, I was just gonna like to add to that, like, like you, look, the only real competition in our division is Dallas, right? We we can all agree on that, I think. And to come out with the first win in our in our matchups for the schedule, like that's huge because a you have a chance to sweep them, which is kind of a cool thought. B mm-hmm. The worst case scenario is you split, you go one and one, so they can't have that victory over you with a tie, with a tiebreaker. So it's like, it, it's, it's, we are like winning today was amazing and huge. And it's, it's all the difference. And, and I, and again, I said it earlier, I expected us, my good scenario was we were six and two going into the bye. We are eight and one, baby. Or wait, wait, that math yeah. doesn't add up. Yeah. Did I mean? Huh? Did I mean six and three, or did I mean seven and two? I'm not sure. I don't seven. remember. I'll have to. I'll have to. I'll have to go listen to the old. Tape. Go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> but I expected we'll say two to three losses, and I think that's a reasonable thing. Again, good team, Dallas. Three losses. I, I to be eight and one, dude. It's this is awesome. This is awesome. Like, yeah, and and one last thing on that too is, and I I talked about this with the Jets loss was. How big it was at a conference. You 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 also talk about now where again if you end up split with the Cowboys, well what's the next tiebreaker because you don't have a head to head. Well it's your conference and division record. You're now three and zero in the division, so you've played half your division games. You're undefeated there, and you're now six and zero in the in the conference. When now you hand the Cowboys a division loss, so that's one up on them there. And now they're they're two and three in conference, so they don't have a great conference record. So that's also why it was a huge win in that sense too, which is all the the tiebreakers and. And I still think, and I don't know about you, and uh, we talk about dangerous teams and everything. I, I think the Cowboys are your, your biggest competition, talent-wise, paper-wise, in the NFC. Yeah, but I mean, I, it's I, hard to... I, I'm more afraid of them than San Francisco, Seattle, Detroit. Like. I'll tell you right now, I'm I'm getting less and less afraid of San Francisco with every game yeah. they play. Like, it, it, I, 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 I don't disagree, dude. I think Dallas could be the... Uh, the only thing I fear in the playoffs right now on the NFC side, I should say. Um, 
Because it's funny, you know, looking at the schedule, it really is the AFC teams that I'm scared of under our schedule. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not NFC teams. Um, I, 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 I will say, like, I, I, I don't fear San Francisco. I, I especially if, dude, if we if we get home field advantage again and like it's almost the same exact situation as last year, pff, I, I'm I'm not as afraid of that as I probably should be. But <laughs> I, I do. I, I I mean I've said it way too much on this episode already. Dallas is good. I I I agree. I think they will be a playoff team, whether it's them in the wild card or God forbid us and. uh yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it's, it's, they're gonna be a problem. They, I mean, they are. This was a tough game. I, I, something else. I, I forget if we talked about this last time, dude. But ha, have we talked about the fact that I don't think an NFC East team has gone back to back division winners in like twenty years. We haven't talked about it recently. I think we talked about it coming into the year uh, when we did break down on the schedule and stuff. But yeah, no, it's. I think the Eagles were the last one in 0304 or, or 203, whatever it was. And that's what, like, that's kind of why I keep going to this whole, like, if we're the wild card spot. Because, like, there's a part of me that's, like, there's just some freaking, like, some sorcery is going to happen that it doesn't even matter. That somehow we won't win the division just because we're not allowed to. Like, this, it's just, yeah. it's, we can't win the division back to back. It's just not, it's forbidden. <laughs> Please don't say that. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, like I said, looking at it right now, it's hard to, it's hard to picture us not. I mean, looking at the schedule, is there anything else for this game you want to talk about specifically, though? Um, I, because I'll be honest, I don't really have too, too much else to say. I don't think like, I, most of my initial thoughts are, are just, it's all into that fourth quarter, dude. From, from the stressful offense offensive side from the bad penalties on the defensive side and then just pulling out the win like I, th- I think that is the most of it uh, you have AJ Brown having his first game under 125 yards it's kind of sad to see that streak end um but I mean what did he get one touchdown yeah he got like everyone looked great dude yeah, no, I, I think overall, no, yeah, you don't have much else to say. I mean, I, I think it's funny how when, it, you know, everyone fan-wise complains about a player in a week, you know, Sirianni, make sure to use him the next game. Look at the game well touchdown. Uh, that'd be one thing. And then the other thing would be uh, when Nick sent us in the group chat. And that's, uh, I guess, congratulations to Hurts for already breaking the uh, Eagles franchise career <laughs> rushing touchdown record for quarterbacks. That's um, crazy. crazy. And, and like, he's already done it in four years or whatever. Exactly. Like, he's only going to get more. Like, his, yeah. he's going to destroy that record. And it's so cool. It was really neat seeing his name next to Randall Cunningham's like that. Like, yeah. Yep. Like, that That was a really cool, surreal moment for me, I got to say. Uh, yeah, no, I, I really hope. Look, I know Hertz is banged up. He looks great. I, I really hope he can rest up and that's you know, enough to heal him over to get back into the games. Like, I, I, I'm i not too worried about him at the moment. I, also, he is, like, not human, though. So, there's that. And, and that, yeah, and that, that's why it was so big to keep winning. Because if you can close this up before the end of the year and you can give him a, a – I mean, I don't know. They don't like doing full games because then if you get the bye – 
could be two, three weeks, but you know, even just play him in the first half, keep getting reps, and then you bench him in the second half of the month, rest up that way. I mean, that, that's why it's so huge too to get these done. I mean, and especially if you keep winning like this, find a way to get him that rest. Dude, how awesome would it be if like we had Marcus Mariota? Get finished the game, finished, finished against the Giants in the last game, and again, especially against the Giants. I can't believe two of the last three games are the Giants. Like those are going to be the games where it's like we can't lose those, and somehow we'll we'll freaking sweat them out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, our. I mean, again, I don't want to say like, I hate saying these words, but record-wise, our last three games make up for how hard our next three are. Like. Like, our, our last three games right now combined have five wins. And that's just because the Giants have two and you play them twice. And the Cardinals <laughs> have one win. I just processed what you said, and that's hysterical. Because <laughs> yeah, the Giants with two, Cardinals with one, and then the Giants with two. That's the other thing. I, I, I think I want to beat the Cardinals more than I want to beat the Giants. Like, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's so funny. I just, I, yeah, I just want to, I don't, I want to whooping. That's all. Um, well, we will, we will definitely be back. Andrew, anything else you want to touch from this game? All right. Uh, go birds. You got the dub. Uh, we'll be back talking birds, uh, soon enough. Uh, looking at the schedule again, the next one is a uh, Super Bowl matchup. Um, it's, a, it's an 8-15 game. Son of a gun. Um, Sunday night, I assume, 8-15, uh, November 20th. At Kansas City, um, I'm probably chalking that up as a loss. I guess we don't really do we'll, – we'll probably we'll, we'll probably do a pre, pre-game analysis next week w- with the bye. Um but I, I guess, Andrew, how many being eight and one? My last Eagles question before we move on. What do you hope our record to be? I guess, no, optimistically, what do you think our record will be at the end of the year? And then let's say realistically, what do you think our record will be? Well, I know it sounds fun, but. I think with how good this team is, I think optimistically is going to be the same as my realistic answer. Like, and I just all see, like, I, I think this with with how good this team is and, and on roster, um, I think you split the Chiefs and Bills. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's one I of agree. those coming off a of bye week. I could see this team being ready. You know, you get that big win, the Super Bowl rematch. You could go steal that game, and then you kind of get that letdown after a big win. And then vice versa, like I was gonna say, to vice say, versa. I I think hard, we lose Kansas say, City and sorry. Well, I would say like to your point about like realistic and optimistic. Like that's my yeah. realistic is you split regardless, just because if you lose to the Chiefs, it's hard to say Jalen Hurts is ever gonna lose two games in a row, just because like his attitude of fixing of whatever went wrong yeah. in that loss. Like so, I think you go one and one there. I think you beat the 49ers with where they're at right now. They've been dealing with some injuries. I think you, you, you lose down in Dallas, so two and two. Seattle hasn't looked great the last couple of weeks, kind of like San Francisco. I'm going to say you go in there and win, and then you win out from there um, just because of how bad those other teams are and the Giants, Cardinals, Giants. So that's three, four, five. So what was that six and three? That's it. I, I... So that's at 
fourteen and no, sorry, six and two. Um, so that puts us at fourteen and three. I I think we're going to lose two to three games. I think I think you're right. I think we split Kansas City or Buffalo. Honestly, I'd rather lose against Kansas City because a I just don't care about them. It's it's really not that important of a game. It's just the Super Bowl rematch. And once you erase that from your mind, do you really care if we beat Kansas City right now? Does that really matter? And 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 to go off of my personal bias as why I want Buffalo to be the one we win, that's that's the next Kelly Green game. And and I just want the Kelly Green jerseys to be an undefeated at home thing and <laughs> and let's get that rolling, man. Like I I want that energy to be electric again. And like just smush Buffalo with that. So I, I personally want that to be why we go lost win Kansas City Buffalo. Um, I, I, I'll say I, I would also assume we lose to Dallas. I don't think we're going to sweep them, but we'd love it. Uh, so we'll probably lose at Dallas. I would say we're going to split Seattle or San Francisco. I think we can beat San Francisco. I could see us making stupid mistakes against Seattle. Uh, and then probably went out the last three because it's New York and Arizona. <laughs> it's funny. I'm the opposite. I, uh, I think I'd rather KC than Buffalo. But, but, but I, seriously, though, it's your biases, right? Like, it's, it's because you want that rematch. Taking out that aside, no. It's, and I love the guy. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I will defend this guy to the end. I think he's a great coach. But I don't think have the Eagles beaten Andy Reid since he left. I don't know. Like, that, that's, that's a great question. That drives me crazy. That drives me crazy. That like I, I think he's beaten us almost every time, if not every time. Um, and it just drives me crazy that they still haven't been able to get that win against him. That'll and be I our homework love- is to confirm that before our next podcast. We'll confirm by the next podcast whether or not that's true. If there's any game that we could have possibly beaten him. Um, and. Real quick, real quick, because I, I got, and then it's the the Kelsey, the Kelsey versus Kelsey. Jason needs one. Jason, Jason's got to get to get to Travis, and it's gonna drive me crazy seeing all the Taylor Swift stuff the entire game. <laughs> so I really need the Eagles to win that game. I I hope I want Taylor Swift to come out in a split jersey. I want her to have a half Eagles jersey on because she has to show some love to her hometown, man. She's from Reading. She was an Eagles fan growing up. I I want a split. I want her wearing a split shirt or jersey or something, or a Kelsey Bull shirt even. Like I don't know something something neutral is what I want from her during that game. Uh, except she might actually not be there. I think she might be touring in Europe or whatever at that point. Uh, but that's funny. That's funny. I I hey like I said I don't really like. But that's the that's the crazy thing about those two games though is at the end of the day they don't really matter. Because they're AFC games, they're both big teams. Just get win- one win from those two. Yeah, no, no, one thousand percent, one thousand percent. All right, let's go. Let's go sour. Let's 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 talk about the elephant in the room. We did not have a podcast about this after it happened. I I gotta be honest. I was destroyed and i am of course talking about the philadelphia phillies losing the national league championship series the nlcs against the arizona diamondbacks who then went on to lose in the world series against the uh, texas rangers 
I, I mean, that was one of the most disappointing things I've ever seen as a, as a, as a, it's so funny. I went to an LNLDS game with dad and that was maybe the best sporting moment I've gone to as an adult sports fan. The NLCS loss is maybe the most disappointing moment as a sports fan that I can think of. Like a lot of people were rating their biggest disappointments. I know a lot of people are saying uh, the Tampa Bay championships uh, game, uh, the Eagles lost. And I believe that was Oh eight. Something like that. Uh, I, I get that's a big one. I get that. I totally get that. Um, I was an adult. I, 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 I wasn't really a well-informed fan at that point though. Like this, well, was- this was, this was without a doubt that like this destroyed me. And, 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 you know, I'm not even as big of a fan as Andrew. He hasn't even looked at the camera since I've been talking about the Phillies. And I, I just, I still haven't watched a Sixers or Flyers game because I'm just so not ready to move on to one of those sports. I'm just not ready for that yet. I am so distraught sports wise. And I actually, we were watching the Eagles game and Val and I, and I was updating some stuff on my laptop while I was watching the game. And she was like, wow, you're like a little, you're a little off today. Right. With, with your, with the Eagles. I was like, I was like, I, I guess a little, I don't, I don't know. And she's like, she's like, the Phillies really messed you up. Huh? I was like, yeah, they did. They did that. That loss sucked to lose, to go on and give up the lead twice in the series and, and, and to lose out at home. I mean that was embarrassing. That was that was so bad. It it made me want to like not watch baseball ever again. Like I I just hated it. Absolutely hated it. And I'm glad everyone is still rallying for Harper. I know he's been at a couple of uh events. He was at the Eagles game today and and the crowd went crazy for him. I'm glad we're not like, you know, chasing him out of the city or anything, but like Holy shit! Get your shit together, man. Like that, the, we we were talking about dynasties before that series, and now we're sitting here talking about a loss to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Like, wow, was that horrible? Um, I I don't have any specific things to talk about. I I mean, details wise to the games, I I we can talk about whatever Andrew brings up, but me personally, I'm just going off of that sucked, and and. And I think it was Nick texted us pictures oh, and catchers yeah. X days. And I, I just, I was like, get, get the hell out of this room. Get out of this I'm room. Actually, right I, I have get out of here. I had something to tell you that I just erased because like, it's not worth arguing about. Like I get here trying to lighten the mood and like. No, no, get just, like, out. I could not. That optimism was, I was not. I still, again, it's crazy, dude. I have, I, I. Last year's World Series and Super Bowl were easily less disappointing than that. Like, like the World Series last year, you're like, you're like, wow, look how far we went the first time we went to the playoffs. This was amazing. It was incredible. Like, I can't wait to do something like this again. This, I mean, to not get to the World Series was just, I, I don't even know. Because I was, I was sitting here waiting to think. 
man, if, if we lost in the World Series, like that, that'll be a bummer. But like, we didn't even lose in the World Series. We lost in the championship. And, and it's just, oh man, it, 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 that sucked. Andrew, uh, this is it, man. This is your moment. This is, this is get everything off your chest about the Phillies. I don't know if you've got some, uh, I don't know if you've got a hit list on everyone you want to talk down on. I don't know if you're just going to say, you know, we'll get them next year, but this, this is your moment. This is a spotlight. Go. Yeah. You, you've said a lot of great things and here's my thing. I, and I know it sounds funny, but I'm still not over that loss. Like it's, it's still, it, oh, it's still no. like every small thing that like the, the, the fun in that run between this and last year that like you remember every small thing that like relates to it. Like it, like it's like bitterness now, like, like dancing on my own. And like, I'm in the corner, all that. Like you just hear oh. the word corner. You hear the word corner now. And like, I related to that song so much. It like, just makes me like cringe because like it went from like such a fun word, fun song. Like, and it's just, and it's like you said, like, there one there's no reason like the, the Phillies gave that series away and you mentioned it like you go home you get swept at home and don't get me wrong I hated game six and I hated game seven you lost them in your building but what pains me most is games three and four I will never forget those games because you were winning both those games in the eighth and ninth inning and and Rob Thompson like overall yes Love the guy. He's obviously a good manager. He's got, he, he fixed last year, got you back to the playoffs this year, whatever. You can say whatever you want. But how did you not see that Craig Kimbrell, after throwing 34 pitches in game three, how do you put him back out there in game four? Like, how do you – like, anybody in the world could have saw that coming. Like, and, and I get it. Whether you want to say closers should be able to go back-to-back days, fine. You can say that all you want. But in reality is, the guys don't do it. So, like – in a year from now, if you want to work on getting them to that point, fine. But just in the game today, the guys don't do that. So you could say they should be able to, blah, 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 but they don't. And, like, it was clear as day is that that guy was not ready. He He's an older pitcher to begin with. He's already thrown the most innings since 2012. Like, anybody could have saw that coming. And, and that's the games three and four bother. Even though we lost at home, games three and four bother me more than six and seven. And, and it's because of that. Like. At least six, I was sitting there at the end of that one, obviously in hopes you take game seven, was like, okay, you got outplayed today. They took the lead from the jump. That happens in baseball. That happens in sports. And that's why games three and four will haunt me till forever. And game seven as well um, will, will be the ones there. I don't mind game six as much just for that those reasons. But what's weird to say, too, is I can't really pick a guy. Like, there were so, like, the whole team, and that's, that's what's crazy about it, and I don't, like, you never see it, is you see one guy or two guys going to slump, and that's why the Phillies spend all this money. If Harper goes in a right. slump, you still have Kyle Schwarber to go pick him up. If Harper and Schwarber, you have JT, and you have Nick Castellanos, and you have Trey Turner, that's why you spend all that money. And it was all of them. All of them just went cold. Like, not one of them. At home. They went cold like, at, uh, like, like, don't get me wrong, like, the whole series, like, Castellanos, one hit the whole series is wild. And I, I don't know how I'll forget that if at all, but like, but like to narrow it down. And I, I actually fully agree 
like the three and four losses, it, it was one of those things where like you shook it off because you were coming back home and you're like, all right, well, we'll finish it at home. You know what I mean? Like that was why yeah, it was like, okay. But like, but, but I totally agree with what you're saying about games in three, three and four. Uh, but to, to gain six and seven, like everyone was ice cold except for Schwarber. Yeah. And well, and, and I hate to pick on rookies, as I already mentioned it with the Eagles no, offensive No, earlier. Dude, Rojas, uh, bench him. Get him out of there. That That's like, <laughs> I, no, I can't. Like, and I think the guy's going to turn be a great player. But even what bothered me most was him. And, and again, if you're not going to hit the ball, fine. It, it happens. It's baseball. But you have to do the little things and do the fundamentals right. Like, the fact that you couldn't even get bunts down was just insane. Yeah. Like, again, like, that's all you have to do. Like, the Phillies accepted it. Like, hey, your defense is phenomenal. We're going to leave you in to play defense. But you have to be able to get the fundamentals down in Brandon Marsh. He, he you know what, he might be the only guy outside Harper, too, that you could probably throw away that said, you know what, he did great in the series. Because all Brandon Marsh did was continue to get on base. But the problem is he had Rojas in behind him, so no one knew how well he was doing because he wasn't able to score any runs. Yeah. And, uh, and I, yeah, and it's yeah, honestly, and you brought it up, so I'll bring it up too. With, with the toughest losses in our lifetime, or Philly sports, and the the Buccaneers one was forever ago. Is before, I mean, we could even remember. I think it was like '03. I think it was when it was. Um, and so for me, that was easily the most painful Phillies loss, uh, especially series wise. Um, the Sixers, obviously, the Kawhi bounce that, that bounced in in Game Seven. Yeah, last year, blow, I mean, that's what they had the Sixers blowing three two against the Celtics. I mean, it's just it's been it's been a tough year. Uh, that's what, it, and I don't know. Yeah, for me, this this one until pitchers and catchers, and maybe even until the Phillies win again, because this this was your chance. And and you mentioned bringing them back last year, and that's why I don't go that far because again, it's hard to go back to back, but. It's the fact that you upset the Braves. You you go on and win the ninety games. You get you get in comfortably this year, but you upset the Braves again. Like like think about how good that Atlanta team is, and you just knocked them out of the playoffs back to back years. Yeah, you know how much harder that's going to make it next year. Like I get it, it's year to year thing, but like it, assuming these teams are going to stay the same, it's going to be a fun battle between you two. You're potentially going to have to knock that team out for a third time. Like this was your chance. You upset the powerhouse of the MLB once again. The Dodgers got upset to Arizona. Like that like everything was working out in your favor. Like that's what yeah. drives me crazy the most. If you would have got beat by Atlanta or, or LA, you could argue those teams have just as good, if not a better roster than the Phillies. I could have lived with that a little bit more. Or probably a lot more. But it was the fact that and, and it, again it's last thing before sorry, I know I've been on for a while, but No, dude. I told you let it out. It's the way it happens, too. If you would have just got outplayed, you know, you go down, you lose in five, six, or whatever, fine. But you go up 2-0 in the series. You mm-hmm. had them against the wall. And that's why game three stings for me the most. Because if you go up 3-0, it's over. Like, it's, like, it's yeah. over. Like, you're not losing four straight. And you let game three get, get away. Then you bounce back, like you said. You still go up 3-2. You take one in Arizona. It's like, okay, whatever. And then you have... Well, see, yeah. Then you have Aaron Nolan. Like you had the better pitchers in that series too. And yeah. 
I that's what Wheeler had a heck of a game game six, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he went he went five. He threw great five. He won that one. And then Nola lost game six. Okay. Uh, I'm mixing it up then. Um but but yeah, I, I just it, it so going back to disappointments, I, I do have a quick question. So which Sixers disappointment is the most disappointing, I would say. Like I, I think the top two would probably be the Toronto and then Boston, if I were to guess correctly. Yes. And which one would be more disappointing to you? Honestly, though. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, sorry, I'm gonna break yours up into two different questions. Sure. Uh, I'll give most, you my answer when, when you're done, or I can give you my answer. Heartbreaking, most heartbreaking is Toronto. Okay. But in the end, it was an incredible shot. It was heartbreaking because it kicked you out. It was a buzzer beater. It was an incredible shot. So at some point, you do just gotta tip your hat because it was he, he did it over in B too. So it was just a great shot. Most disappointing is easily the Celtics, and I'd even put Atlanta in front of that, is being up 3-2. Then he had the Ben Simmons passing up, not shooting, which led to him leaving and everything, blah, 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 blah. And, I mean, that was one you should have won. And then, no, most disappointing, Celtics, because they won your biggest rival. You were up 3-2. You had the lead in game six, and then you let Jason Tatum go off and blew the, the lead in the last four minutes. And then you, you cough up game seven. So. Um, but now here's my question. I, I would say Boston is I would agree. Um, but I would say the Phillies loss to the Diamondbacks is more disappointing than the Sixers lost to Boston to the Celtics because Boston was a great team. Like like we knew that was going to be tough to me. Like the Sixers and, and the Celtics was more like the Phillies and the Braves. Like had the Phillies lost to the Braves. That's what it would have been like. And it literally, I mean, literally round two, right? So, but like, but the Phillies and the Braves, if we had lost that series, we're sitting here probably angry, not disappointed because it's like, in reality, you can accept that loss because they are a great team. The Braves are a great team. The Celtics are, were a great team. You know what I mean? Like, like you're sitting here and you're having a different conversation The the, the Diamondbacks were not better than the Phillies. No, they were not a better team. And that's what like that's what makes this the worst to me. Is is there was I never ever even when we were losing never did I think that was actually going to happen. For days after the series was over, I kept wondering when the Phillies were on. I was like I I I I no joke. I no joke. Like like this is like embarrassingly weird. But like I no joke would wake up, think about it, and be like, did the Phillies actually lose? Like, is it over? Like, I kept thinking it was a dream or something that, like, they couldn't possibly be done. And and it it just, it was unreal losing to the Arizona Diamondbacks. And that's, like I said, I the Celtics, the Celtics was a loss that sucked, but I couldn't accept. I, I, I couldn't accept. It was so bad, I was questioning reality that we lost to the Arizona Diamondbacks. No, I agree with you one thousand percent. I still do that today. Like <laughs> I, I still, I still think about the World it. Like, Series I, isn't I, even on anymore, and you don't right? Like that's it. I'm still like, I can't believe they lost. Like, like, and listen, I know you're the same way too because you sent me the, the Snapchat of, of, and that's what kind of made it worse too. Was you sent me the Snapchat of that? Well. 
I got a, uh, I got a new Phillies item too, and it was just like, wow, this came at the worst time. Like, I was hoping to get this as the World Series was starting, and it was gonna right. be like the fun, the fun thing. And now right. it's just sitting there, like building up dust already, waiting. To, and it's just, like, it's just the small things. Like again, like the small things that you remember from the run and what made it fun is now just like, like it stings. Like again, just some small things. Like you hear songs like. I heard uh, we uh, the Bryson Stott's walk up song the other day. I heard it come on, uh, and it was just like I can't li- like no. I can't listen to this song no. right now. Like it's just and, and everything, actually- and like and even like and it was a fun weekend. Obviously, you know, for me, Oklahoma State upsets Oklahoma, and it's just like you see the fun in that too. But like even I was like, man, the Phillies were supposed to be having like like that. That came to my mind. I'm not gonna lie. Like as fun as the OSU game was, beating Oklahoma and everything, it was just like. And seeing like the fans storm, like I was like, like I thought about, it. I'm like, this should have been like Philadelphia should be so should have been celebrating. And yeah. obviously, I'm thinking that in the World Series parade too for the Rangers, but like, it, it's it, it's not Adam. And until and, and again, it, it's because of the buildup and the thought processes. Listen, you don't know when your next chance is to be back. No, it was the same thing in 2011. The Phillies won 102 games. You had a, a stacked roster, and it took them 13 years to get back to the playoffs last year. And it's it, just, and that's what makes sports fun overall. Sure. Is like you, it changes every year who the best team is. It's hard to go back to back, and th- this was your opportunity to to get back. Everything was right there in front of you, and you let it out. And again, I know it's I'm not going to get over it until at least pitchers and catchers, but it's going to be in your head till we make what's wrong right, and that that is another World Series because this this should have been. But this should have been the year. That's the that's the, yeah. I I agree, dude. It like like look. It's cool that the Rangers won their first World Series ever. They're not a real fan base. No one gives a shit about the Texas Rangers. This was set up for the Phillies to win the World Series for Harper to bring home that trophy for the first time and 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 work towards that dynasty we talked about. Like this was their time and and. It's yeah. I, I I do also want to talk about you. You brought it up, uh, uh, dancing on my own, and it's it's like I only heard one other podcast talk about it. I didn't hear anyone talk about it on the radio. But like, I'm done with dancing on my own. Do not fucking bring oh, that back oh, next year. Hold on, hold on. No, no, we no. We said the same Dude. thing last year. We said the same thing last year because it's no. a, a second place song. It's a loser song, and then the team was struggling. The t- what? Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Whatever the team rallies behind is what the fans are going to rally behind. But see, so they, if the did, team, did they if, rally behind it this year, or was it we brought it back as fans? No, the team did because they they said there was a second place song. They were struggling, so then after a, a, a big series win, they played it again, and then they started playing it all the time again. All right. And then they uh, brought it back, and then that was the whole talk: is are the, should the Phillies bring it back because it's a second place song? I I and, was all for bringing it back this year. I really like. I never questioned that. But no, because like, listen, like, whatever the team rallies behind is what we're gonna rally behind. We never that, rally. That, behind, I agree. We I never agree. rally behind dancing on my own if the Phillies never play that song. Like, if, really, if the Phillies, if the Phillies clinch the division next year and the team plays at Citizens Bank Park, what do you think? The, are the fans are gonna just stand there? No. But, <laughs> that's first of all, the song's too good to just stand there. But <laughs> I. That's the point. Whatever the team plays at the stadium or whatever the team plays in the locker room, 
is going to be what that's. Like, I just want it to be whatever the teams in the locker room doing. Like, I want to be a part of it. Like, like if they choose something new, that that's I I want that. Like, I just I don't know. I I, I this is this is tough. This feels tainted, and everything about it feels dirty, and I hate it. <laughs> this is the last thing I think I can say. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. That's the Phillies. Sorry, I threw. I threw a. Uh, let's just move on. You want me to end on a positive note or a little fun thing, or wait till next one? They deserve. They deserve the negativity. A positive thing for the Phillies. Yeah. You can say out. it, but I'm gonna shoot you down. Uh, they deserve negativity. That's the thing is, like, like I well, agree with you. There was no one single person to like point fingers at for the series loss. Although I, I do think most of the blame goes to Thompson. I think, I think Thompson going to Kimbrel and and his pitching rotation is is possibly the most event. I'm not saying fire him. You know, he took you to a World Series last year hey, and to the championship this year. I'm not saying fire him, but I do put most of my blame on his decisions. Um, hey, you can put blame on a coach and not want to fire. Yeah, I, I, I think that people, is. I know some people don't understand that. But, <laughs> but all right, you you say your positive thing, and I will either boo you out of this podcast or just say sure and move on. Well, while we're doing this podcast, then we'll be announced some of their awards. So congratulations to Zach Wheeler for winning his first Gold Glove Award. Um, there's there's positivity. I mean, well, again. Uh, Zach Wheeler, yeah, I, I don't think it. actually lost anything. So, like, yeah, that's fine. No, I, I'll won, accept he went, this. He went two and zero in that series. He yeah, did his part. So, one game one and one game five. The, arguably the, the the two most important leading to that game seven. So. Yeah, I, I I can't be mad about that. That is Zach Wheeler definitely deserved. I mean, good lord, his strikeout. Uh, Vegas's strikeouts for him were like seven and a half every game. Like that's in, insanity. Like he was he was awesome, especially um, in the playoffs. Like that means he's dominating playoff lineups. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, let's move on. I hate you, Phillies. I hate you. It's it's a toxic relationship right now. Like this is it's. I hate you. I absolutely hate you. All right, last thing on the uh, queue. Sixers got rid of James Harden and PJ Tucker. I was surprised about PJ Tucker. Uh, apparently, I shouldn't have been, according to my sources, which is Andrew. Um, I believe it was Andrew. <laughs> but, I, I did. I did. Put that in the group chat. Okay, but yeah, no. Uh, Harden and Tucker are out, and and I I couldn't be more out on the Sixers, but I'll be I'll be all the way back. Don't worry. Like I just I just I don't know. To me, again, we just talked about it, but last year felt like our year for the Sixers. Like that 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 was I. Eight pieces. I'm so angry. Harden quit, man. I liked him so much, and he he got way too much hate by all of you. You guys were blaming the fucking playoff series on him, and he left. And look, he's a baby. He he, he quits after a season and a half, wherever he is at. Like that's his decision. Don't get me wrong, but like, you guys gave him all the wrong hate last year. I, I'm sorry, you did, and now it like, like he he was not the reason that we lost the Boston series. He was not the reason we lost that. Team. He was part. Everyone was part of it. It's a team guy. It's a goddamn team game. <laughs> he's a big part of that. He he was not the. He stepped up when Embiid was hurt. 
when Embiid wasn't playing well, he was a huge part of the wins that we got there. And and I I just I I hate that we lost him. I hate that we lost him. I think that was the the team to win. Uh, and I don't see who you add to this team to get that all star caliber that you need. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy he's gone. I absolutely love James Harden. Like he was one of my favorites before. We yeah, I mean, I mean, um, I mean, like you then, said, and then he came to Philly, and I found out the truth. I found out the truth of James Harden, and that's is. He quits on on the teams he's on. Yeah, uh, there's a reason why he is one of the greatest scorers of all, one of the one of the best players of all time, one of the greatest scorers, one of the greatest scorers of our lifetime. He's on the All NBA 75 team they released a few years ago. There's a reason for all that. But then in the end, there's also a reason why a guy with that much talent had to demand a trade off his fourth team. Yeah, fourth team. This isn't the first time he did it. It's not the second time he did it. It's not the third. It's the fourth time. And at some point, I mean. No, you got to look in the mirror. In every, in every situation, it was like, you know, me being a Harden fan, I was blind. I, so I was like, you know what? This went wrong on that team. This went wrong on that team. This went wrong on that team. And then he comes here, and it's, wow. Everything I, everything people try to tell me is true. And one thing goes wrong, and, and he, he bailed quick. And mm-hmm. he didn't even try to fix it. He just wanted out. And um, That's what he was only here for one full season, right? He was here. He he was yeah, traded yeah, in the season full, before, yeah. yep. and then last year was his only full start to finish season with the Sixers. Yep. Um, and you were you were absolutely correct. And like, like I I wish he was still here because he's great. Like he is. Like arguably, like and you just said it. Like all the stats. Like he is a great basketball player. Um, but no, mentality wise, it's all about him. And you're you're correct. Like it. That's it's. I, I just. I don't know, man. I, I I don't know who you I don't know who you add to this team. Um, they're doing pretty well. So, I I I had it and forget the record. Um, they're doing well. I I just I don't know if they're long term capable right now. Is the best way to put it. Yeah. So let's let's dive into that now that we got that off about how mad we are at Harden and stuff. And so at the end with the final trade. For those who don't know yet, um, what, what the trade ended up being was James Harden, as you me- as we mentioned, and obviously he's the big one, P.J. Tucker, and uh, they gave up another guy, um, Philip Petruzev. Um, and the Sixers get Nick uh, Batum, Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, K.J. Martin, and a lot of picks. And overall, I, I think this is a win. Sixers, A-, minus, a-, a- minus in the straight. Uh, Dale Morey couldn't have done better. No, um, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think he did a bad job. Harden left him no leverage. Uh, you had to get what you could get. And, and here's the, here's where it really comes in handy is you had a lot of veteran players, which is always big for contending teams, in my opinion. And you don't add anyone that's going to handicap you for the future in terms of salary cap. All these guys are in expiring deals. You're going to have $65-plus million next year to spend in the offseason. Um, so you can, if things don't go well this year, you can um, talk to Embiid. Obviously, he's your superstar. You're going to want to make him happy. Get in who he wants, obviously, him and, and the coach. And then, uh, but this also, you still have Maxi, who's playing on another level. One. And it looks like this trade is unleashed Maxi. Like, he's playing out of his mind. I get it. I get it. It's only five games. Um, but but what, he, what we've seen from him already is light years better than what we've seen in the past in terms of him running an offense. 
um, has been better. And this allows you, with the picks you got, uh, you get two first-rounders, you get uh, two first-rounders, a pick swap, and a uh, second-rounder. This allows you to move those picks for a superstar. And the, the, the beauty in what the Sixers already have is you have a roster that's going to be top two or three in the Eastern Conference with what you have right now, with what you have right now. And you can survive to the trade deadline. You don't have to panic and make a move tonight. You can wait till February and make a deadline move. You're still going to be talented. This team's going to still win a lot of games with what you have. So I think that's the luxury. And what Maury got here was draft capital as well. And you can move that for Zach Levine, who he's a phenomenal scorer. I think that's going to be the guy that Sixers target, in, in all honesty. Um, that situation, Chicago's a mess. They lost two games in a row to start the season. There, I've already called a... Uh, closed-door players meeting after their second loss of the season. Things are already a mess. I, I think he's going to be the guy in the end, um, and this allows you to re-sign him, lock him up long-term, because he is that is the one downside with him. is He is on a, an expiring contract as well, so he's going to be free agent after this year. So um, you'll have to lock him up pretty quick. But I, I think uh, I, I think this move allows you, again, you're going to make a move. This That's what makes this trade not done yet, kind of, because you're going to move those picks for a superstar, and once you add that next superstar, I think it puts you right back in the running for a championship. Is it going to be the difference in automatically winning? No, the Bucks are the Bucks and the Celtics are still phenomenal teams, but it, it puts you up there in that tier, in my opinion. There you go. I I I mean, only time will tell. I I guess it's it's a matter of what can Mori get done uh, off the court while we see what Embiid and Maxi and them get done on the court uh you know like you said early five games four and one i uh we'll say say i do think i do think the Harden trade was overall good i like i like you said like i i don't more got a bunch of assets basically he got tradable assets right like that's so it's it's uh it's a matter of seeing what's next uh it's the starting point it's a fresh slate essentially i mean five games in basically started the season without Harden having to be a problem. Like we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, I did I see, think, go ahead. No, no, no I'm, I'm done. I think this team now has the most and best depth that this team that the Sixers have ever had in our lifetime, right. especially recent history. And I think that's huge come playoff time. And last point is, and I didn't mind Doc Rivers, but I have to admit, I am seeing quite the coaching difference in how well Nick Nurse has this group. And some of the players have even said it, which is kind of weird because you don't see guys taking shots. And some of these guys have taken shots at, at Doc. And I was, a, I was a Doc guy. I didn't mind Doc. But I have to admit, yeah, early on, I, I've seen a lot of, a lot of good but we also don't see what's behind the scenes, right? We don't see what's in the locker room. We don't see what yeah. the coach actually does. That's only what the players do. So if Doc wasn't the guy behind the scenes, like that's where he needs to win the team over. And if if Nick Nurse is doing that, that's all that matters. And like, I, I, yeah, point. we were both Doc guys. But like at the end of the day, if Nick Nurse is doing a better job, great. Um, I what was I just? Oh, the last thing I wanted to talk about. It's kind of a downer thing. I didn't like, but it's more like a hypothetical downer. Uh, and this applies both to the Phillies as well as the Sixers. Embiid 
is 29. So, I, long story short, are we concerned with our timeline left on when we can win a championship with Embiid? And the reason I say it also relates to the Phillies, Bryce Harper just turned 31. Kind of the same thing, man. Like, are we at all concerned timeline-wise how much time we have to get that World Series trophy? I mean, I think not as much with the Phillies, if I'm being honest. Um, I'll get into that in a little bit. Yes to Embiid. Mm. Um, you see, I, I think Harper long-term will be fine, and I think that's just with the DH position. We've seen how much Harper can still impact the team even when he doesn't play the field, uh, how much he carried this team last year when he got hurt and, and finished yeah. the year as a DH, and then this year starting as a DH. Um so I, I think we got at least a few more before it's panic mode for him. And Bede, you're high, high worrisome. Um, I think panic is near future, in, yeah, near, very near. Um, and that's just because of his position too. Like you, you just don't see seven yeah. three guys, and especially already with his injury history, it's not like he's been um, pretty healthy. And it's like okay, these guys get hurt at some point. He's already. I mean, we get to the postseason, and every year it seems like um, a, a different injury arises. So I, I think, yes, you're definitely there with Embiid in terms of being worried, the the window closing. I, I think I think if you don't get a title by the end of the 2024-2025 season, it's full panic mode. Um, I, again, I think you can save this team with a good trade in February. And then assuming that guy comes back, I think that gives you so this year window and next year with a full season with whoever that guy is. And then, yeah, if you can't get it done there, that I think that's that's the full panic move. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see where it goes. Like I said, we got to wait and see what Maury does this season because we got to hope that something is essentially acquired that really really takes us off the edge there. Um, but all right, that'll about do it for us at, uh, Philly sports now kind of uh, funny going on a medium like level with the, with the win over Dallas, you know, like good, but also stressful win. But then we just went downhill with the Phillies and, and even the Sixers talk is very like, yeah, we didn't really get much back into the high hopes there for, for that. But, um, Hey, we'll get there. We'll get there. Eagles win. Dallas sucks. Uh, and they'll be back in two weeks. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to Philly sports. Now a Philly fan podcast. You can find us online uh, links or information is in the description below or wherever. Uh, thanks to you. Thank you guys again. We'll be back next week, getting ready for uh, everything after the bye. And uh, as always go birds. Go birds!